We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Grinders, welcome to Road to Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You're gonna follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, November 7th. We'll be taking a look at some NHL today because there's not much else going on. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Hit give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live here with Tim Buell, hockey, NHL, DFS, extraordinaire, as well as on top of a you know, obviously NFL stuff, everything else that we offer here. On Roto Grinders, Tim, this is going to be my fifth uh, uh, NHL DFS slate that I've I've played a couple of these, and uh, I like it. I like NHL DFS. It's 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 a lot of fun. I put uh, on the notifications tonight, tonight, on SofaScore. Yeah, I put the notifications on SofaScore, and it's like the the thing that I have to get used to, Tim, in 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 hockey, is mm-hmm. that uh, it's not it. Okay, so it plays out kind of like soccer, but there's so much more scoring in NHL that, like, every goal doesn't matter. Like, like it's like, you know, third line from the Islanders gets a goal. Like, like you don't even move anywhere. It's like, like so, there's some goals, like, and also you can't get them all in one lineup. So it's like, oh, this team scored four, that team scored five, this team scored four, that team scored five. It's like, as long as you get, as long as you got enough, you're, you don't need everything in soccer. Like I'll be playing the Champions League slate uh, uh, for three o'clock this afternoon. Six game soccer slate. Like if one guy scores, if one guy scores two goals, like you you need him. Like like there's there's no ends or buts. They're only going to be like maybe on a Champions League slate with six games. Maybe it's a higher scoring slate. 17, 18 total goals, twenty total goals. Yeah, right. But like in a right. ten game NHL slate, there's going to be like sixty goals. Like yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't need them all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hockey's not like that. So, yeah. I mean, you know, basically in hockey, you can can usually X, you can always X out the fourth line. And then there are some third lines that are very, very viable that also get you exposure to, to some of the power plays, but really like, not like you said, not every goal matters. Um, it's not like, and I think there's a lot of ownership uh, inefficiencies in NHL that you don't get in the other major sports anymore. Like way fewer, you know, Simbros in NHL, you know, there's fewer, fewer people like that. So it's, it's a soft, I think, I think from a DFS game perspective, it's, it's still one of the softest games you can play. From a heuristic perspective, what would, what would you describe as one of the primary ownership inefficiencies is it i mean we're going to be taking a look at this this 10 game slate and one of the questions i wanted to ask you from a strategic standpoint because this is less about covering the slate and more let's learn how to play nhl dfs well on the larger slates if i equate this to mlb or even if i equate it to soccer right on the six game champions league slate coming up in soccer like I'm probably playing like no one from like the biggest underdog on the slate. I'm probably, it's quite possible that out of the six games, there are like three or four big favorites. And I'm primarily just basically playing those teams, just right. depending on who I'm playing on the, because obviously you got, you know, probably six, five, six attackers to choose from on each team. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, I mean, between three or four teams that have high implied goal totals. Like I'm probably not screwing around with the, you know, the team that's only going to have 30% possession and maybe they score a counter goal, but I don't care about that guy's 14 points because I could find those points elsewhere. Does that kind of apply to like, we have a 10 game slate. I could understand on the four game slates where it's like, okay, everyone, everyone is viable because there's only so many games, Mm -hmm. but on like these types of slates, like, like if San Jose is a humongous underdog, you know, some of these really bad teams, (laughs) We'll talk. We'll talk about San Jose. Trust me, we're we're going to be right, talking. But, about but the point is that should, uh, even though some of the projections, some of these teams that are like hefty underdogs that may have good like point per dollar value, mm-hmm. is it more likely on a larger slate that I'm I'm still my focus is on like the higher implied team total favorite teams that if I wanted to as a heuristic, if I just went into like the stack section and just like. Like yeah, I'm not playing anyone on, on these like eight teams. Like you're probably, right. you probably you you're not probably losing anything. It kind of reminds me of baseball, right? Like you you know you're not you're not necessarily going to be playing like bottom of the order of some really horrible offensive team, right? Like it's kind of very similar to that. Um, it's 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 similar to that in in hockey. Um, I don't know enough about soccer to really you know have a make a comment about soccer i don't play enough dfs soccer but um i would say like what we're beginning to notice in discord and talking to other people that play a lot of nhl dfs is kind of ownership uh inefficiencies when it comes to goalie um there seems to be uh you know they they changed their scoring system a couple years ago and it really um goes more towards uh, heavy volume versus chasing the win. Okay, it used to be that the win was worth more. Now you want saves more than you more than you want 
the win, okay? Like, obviously, the win is good, right? But you want you want volume. And a lot of times, um, like last night, I'll give you an example. Four-game slate, Sergey Borovsky was 10% owned at 8,400, which is a lot to pay for a goalie. And he was horrible. You know, he was, you know, it's like you're, you know, you're paying, you're paying a premium for the heavy, heavy money line favorite. But you have to think about your, if your team is the heavy money line favorite, the other team's not going to have the puck. So they're not going to be shooting the puck. Uh, uh, Gradually, we're starting to see the field catch up a little bit and become a little bit more sharp about not chasing the most expensive goalie. Um, but that's still something that I think that is underutilized in large field GPP is to really just go for lower owned, cheaper options that have massive ceilings, even if they don't have very good win equity. Okay. Like that's, that's what you want. You want to save at goalie and, and hope that he ends up getting like 42 saves. Even if he goes up three goals, it's not a big deal. Okay, it's it's better to pay that 7K than it is to pay the 8,400 or whatever it is. That's the big thing. That's the big thing that I've noticed is is goalies. Okay, like there's going to be chalk on the slate when it comes to to skaters, but goalie I think is where you really have to like fine tune your ownership and 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 understand like what the field's going to do and where you want to get leverage. a couple nights ago, I finished, uh, I think it was fifth place in the 444, and I got a minus nine from my goalie, okay? <laughs> so I probably would have won the 444 for 15K had I played any other goalie, but I decided to take the 4% uh, Philip Gustafson over the 27% uh, Sorokin, okay? Obviously, it didn't work out. Okay, but I would take that 4%, right, every time over the 27% Sorokin. And had I, it didn't work out for me that time, but had Gust, Gustafson just had a normal game, I would have won. You know, instead he, instead he had minus nine. So, and I still got fifth. But, you know, that's, that's like understanding what goalie chalk is and trying to get leverage because goalies, they're not like pitchers in baseball. There's not like a huge gap in talent. Okay. It's not like, it's not like baseball where you have a massive gap between Jacob DeGrom and name, name a seven K pitcher. Okay. There's a massive talent gap. There isn't that kind of talent gap when it comes to goalies. We've already learned this in soccer. I mean, soccer, I mean, I, I come from soccer and, the, the the inefficiency of goalkeeper in soccer doesn't exist because soccer people already know this. So, like, the high-priced yeah. keeper, you play Ederson today for Man City as a God knows how big of a favorite. Like, he's not going to see many saves. And if he gives up one goal, you're screwed, right? Because he's yeah. not going to get the clean sheet. He's not going to – like, it's so much better to, like, find that home underdog, especially in soccer where home field matters a lot more. Like, that home dog keeper, like – Typically, those are the popular, you know, that $4,300 keeper. Another aspect I wanted to ask you, Tim, since you're on, uh, that I've noticed, and this is, I'm, I'm putting together theories, Tim, right? Because I'm playing, I'm, I'm looking at sharp lineups, I'm seeing how things play out. So some of this stuff may just be small sample size. 
in soccer, and because I'm, I'm relating it to soccer, so, soccer, the positional, the way that the positions work in soccer are you have to play two forward on DraftKings at least, two forwards, two midfielders, two defenders, a goalkeeper, and a utility spot. That could be anyone, obviously any any outfield player, not a second goalkeeper. Uh, the most important spots in your lineup. It's it's very similar, to like tight end in NFL are the defender spots, because most defenders in soccer don't score goals, right? Because I mean they're typically further back. They typically are defending more than attacking. Now we have attacking fullbacks that do come up and they do cross the ball and stuff. We have center backs that do score goals on headers and stuff. But in order to win large field GPPs or GPPs in general. The place the way you could separate yourself the most is in the defender spot because on a six-game Champions League slate, there are going to be tons of goals at the forward position. So if you if you pay 9K for a forward and they give you 18 points, you could have probably found a $5,500 forward that also scored a goal and had a couple of shots and gave you 18 points also. Now, finding those are hard because they're obviously the more expensive ones are more likely to score goals, but there are going to be enough goals that – as long as you play two reasonable forwards, you have goals there. Defenders, it's kind of hard to find 20 points at defender in soccer. So the ones that are actually capable of putting up those scores are so much more valuable because you'll see on soccer slates where the, the wrong way to build most of the time is heavy up top, low on the bottom. So in soccer, if you're going to build play large field GPP and go, I'm going to play the most expensive forwards and the best team on the slate. And my two defender spots are going to be two $2,600 garbage guys. Like a lot of times you're going to get like two or three points out of those slots. Uh, and even if you score multiple goals in the other spots, it's like, well, everyone needs to roster two defenders. You're choosing to take on two guys that like they're are going to score pretty much two like, are rarely ever going to score double digits. But there are plenty of guys that you're going to have to pay up a little for that have the actual ability to give you 15, 20 points, even without a goal, maybe with an assist. And I get the sense, this is only because of my experience in soccer, that I in the slates that I've played recently, that I've prioritized, because I'm, Tim, to be clear, I'm playing the larger field stuff, like the $20 today. I'll be playing like 15 lineups into it or the poke check, the $5 poke check. I'm playing 30 lineups. So 15 lineups into each of those. So like I'm prioritizing like guys like Josie and Dobson and, and uh, uh, Cole McCarr or like, I'm of course I'm just learning the names and everything. I'm prioritizing the defensemen that especially on the larger slates where it's like, if I could find the two defensemen that get me 15, 20 points each, like, I don't mind having the second line from some team. And if they give me, you know, if two goals get scored on that line, like, what do I care what Carolina does? What do I care what some other, like, like if the, the popular team scores, it's like, like, yeah, but good luck getting the good, getting, getting good, getting uh, 35 points out of your defender spots is, mm -hmm. is my thinking off or am I prioritizing too much? Cause obviously if, if I'm going to be playing like 5k, you know, even these $3,800 defensemen that are playing on like a good power play line, like obviously I'm not playing, you know, I'm not getting the, the Colorado PP one with, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting any of these. I can't get Buffalo's PP one probably can't get Pittsburgh's PP one. Right. Even right. like Kucherov and Kaprizov, like 
I'm playing a lot of like my lines are like uh uh like you go down to like like the Rangers one or you know like like something in that zone like the 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 Jets. I'm playing like Sheffley and and Ellers and kind of those types of guys. It's a really Is good that it's a really good stack by the way. I love Winnipeg today. Just FYI. Um but I would say that your thesis is a little bit small sample, you know. Okay. Um, I, I think that it's it's very slate dependent. There are times I'm not saying necessarily today, but there are times where I would say that there are really really strong cheap, def- uh, good cheap value defensemen, right? That that have offensive upside. Um, I think that there are also times where there are stacks between your forwards that are in such good spots and aren't necessarily going to be like the highest owned that I'm still going to prioritize spending up at the wing center position and pay down at defenseman. Um, You know, you can't, I don't like to put, um, you know, I don't want to make that a golden rule. I think that I think your the, your theory is a little bit too small sample. Um, okay. I think if you I think if you played more NHL DFS throughout the season, which I hope you do because I think you'll love it, um, is that you'll find that it really it's really slate dependent. Okay, well, I mean that's that's very similar to soccer because I like I said there are, there are going to be slates where all the expensive defenders are really not in good spots and they probably. Right. They have low, they have lower ceilings. That and then, then in those slates, it's actually more likely that instead of paying for, like in 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 NHL, it's like instead of paying four K for a defender, they're not worth much more than the twenty eight hundred dollar guys anyway. To just plug in some twenty eight because you don't think any defender is really going to put up that big of a score. And if someone does, it's going to be some random dude for some whatever reason, and they're going to be twenty eight hundred dollars anyway. So that exists in that. Trust me, that exists in soccer as well you get these slates where it's like these $4,700 defenders are like why am I paying an extra $1,500 for like an extra one and a half point floor I'd, I'd rather just use that to get like Killian Mbappe and Antoine Griezmann up top and man and have a Man City stack because like I don't think any defender is going to put up that much and uh uh could be Travis has a question in uh the YouTube chat I found when running simulations you still get third and fourth liners and I also noticed that when running like lineup HQ based on mean projections, uh, I take them. He says that he takes them out of the player pool unless correlated on the power play line. Tim, is this a leak in my game? Um, I would probably take fourth liners out unless they have some kind of power play exposure. Um, third liners are fine. There are some very, very strong, affordable third lines that are very, very strong and usually quite cheap. So I think keeping third liners in your pool is completely fine pretty much on any slate. Fourth liners, unless they're like randomly on PP1, which is rare, but it does happen, and maybe on PP2, but they got to be in a really good spot because uh, fourth liners tend to um, only play like 10 to 12 minutes, which is not great. Um, So I, I think Xing out fourth liners, unless they're on the PP, um would be a good strategy so for today's slate you mentioned about san jose right <laughs> so ripping sipping in chat says can't wait to hear what tim says about the sharks i'm on right. that game i'm just sorting my point per dollar here in the in the lineup hq for our current projections and i you know you see philly philly i mean i mean this is obviously not the 
Philly one line, but I'm seeing a lot of Philadelphia and San Jose on both sides. Uh, I mean, obviously these are mean projections. So it mean the mean in and of itself doesn't mean as much as, you know, the ceiling. Uh, what do you have to say about the, the, the last, the last, essentially it's the last game on the slate. So San Jose is historically bad. I mean, they're going to go down as one of the worst teams ever. Um, we, everyone projected them to be absolutely horrible, but they're even worse than that. They've given up 10 goals in back-to-back games, Blunder. Think about that. 10, uh, 10 goals not combined, 10 goals. 10 goals back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, this is one of the worst teams ever. Um, I think we're going to see something truly historic in terms of their record. Um, they're 0-10-1 to start the season, which, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing um, what we're seeing. Obviously, eventually they'll, they'll win a couple games, but um, <laughs> they're going to have to get pretty lucky to do so. Um, so, you know, it's, I've loaded up against them the last two slates and done unbelievably well. Um, the field has not um, been high enough against them, in my opinion. But I think now everyone's caught on. And I think that Philly only has, I say only because there's some better spots. Philly has a 3.8 total, which is which is really good, right? But it's not, I mean, so does Pittsburgh, so does Colorado, uh, so does Carolina, right? So, um, you know, there are other teams that have similar totals. This isn't like, you know, we kind of want to like look at this like they're playing at Coors Field, but hockey doesn't really work like that. I mean, Philadelphia could score four goals and that's not going to be enough. You know, like if you don't get it from the right guys, if, if it's spread out, you're not going to win a GPP that way. And if they're going to be highly owned on a 10 game slate, maybe they're worth a, worth a fade. But I mean, they are so bad in every metric. It's, it's a tough fade. And you can get some of these guys cheap because DK just is not pricing them up. But I, I think that they're going to be extremely popular. I mean, look at these prices. I mean, here, here's one thing I need to wrap my head around. Tim, say these are the these are the little the nuances of hockey, very similar to the nuances of soccer, right? When people come to me for a soccer take for you know for like Man City today, like if Holland doesn't start today, I'm, I'm mentioning today's slate. If Holland doesn't start, uh, like like someone someone like Bernardo Silva plays in a different role, like he's worth way more in the new role that in the more attacking role versus in the defensive role that he played in the past, and if you don't look at the formation, you'd never be able to tell the difference. The thing that screws me up is like, I take a look at Philly's lines, right? Now, obviously I'm going a lot by the projection, so I'm just letting projections tell it. But like line one is Forrester, Atkinson, Lawton. But like their most expensive player is on their third line, even though he plays in the power play one unit. So like, it always kind of screws me, screws me up because it's like, like, Konechny or whatever, however you pronounce his name. Konechny. Right. Like, well, he has the highest raw projection, but he's on the third line. But he will be on the power play when they have a power play. So, like, pairing up these people, because, like, I would look at this and go, why aren't the hell aren't I playing Forster at 2,900? 
That seems like way too cheap for a guy in the first line for a team that's going to destroy the other team. But if you go by like projections, it may give you like, it, it feels weird to have like, like the power play one unit, which exists from one guy from line one and two guys from line three. And then if they don't get a power play, if they're an even strength, like they're not together. Like it just it always feels weird like pairing those things together. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. So not every team plays their first, second, third, fourth line the same way, okay? Mm -hmm. Like Philadelphia really spreads out their even strength time on ice, okay? Not every team is like that, though. But with Philly, they play a lot of their lines very similarly. So I wouldn't be too concerned about saying – oh, I'd rather play guys on line one versus guys on line three. I can tell you that line three is way better straight up than, than line one for Philly, okay? Uh, it's not even and, and, and what? So, so hold on. What you're saying is that, like, the way that Philly does their lines is that if there was a pie of time, of even strength time, line yes. one, two, and three are essentially getting about the same amount of time. Line four... It really isn't, but line one, yeah. two, it's very similar to the the attitude in NBA where yes. people are like, well, this guy isn't starting. It's like, but he's still going to play 30 minutes. Like, doesn't matter yeah. that he's not in the starting unit. So there are some teams that like, I know like Carolina, does Carolina, they spread that out also? Um, like, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know there are some teams that you see that it feels like there are it feels like they have like 17 people on the ice. Cause you see the goals come in and go, uh, who's playing in this game. And then there are some teams where if a goal gets scored, it's like, dude, it's probably one of these like four guys and that's it. Right. Right. I yep. obviously the projections will take this into account. Yeah. That's all. Ba- that's all part of the projection. Um, okay. So, so I, sh- I should, I shouldn't be concerned if right. I'm low, if I'm running lineups and lineup HQ and I'm like, Oh, I'm getting a like, if I got a lot of line three from Philly, I shouldn't treat them as like, oh, I'm getting the third option from Philly. It's like, no, I'm just getting one of the three. Like, if I got line one, line two, or line three, I should all treat them. And even though it says three, right, or it says one, it like for Philly, it it it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, e- even strength, time on ice is all baked into the projection, so it it really means essentially nothing. Um, I would only be worried about getting a ton of Philly three if they're going to end up being uh, super highly owned, right? Right. And that's a different question. But I wouldn't be worried like, oh, I'm worried about time on ice. No, that's already baked in. That's already baked in. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I've been looking at the – well, I'm getting the third line, I'm getting the second line, and I'm looking going, should I just be getting line one for as many teams as possible? And then you obviously are saying it's like – Oh, well, these guys are getting the same amount. Like, ice time matters, not like the line that they're on. Right. Exactly. Mr. Girk says hockey is a strange sport. The very best players might only play 30% of the game. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, so like, anything- you, you look at Nathan McKinnon, he's probably going to play like, I don't know, 25 minutes tonight. That's not even half the game. Right. Right. Like, and he's going to be the probably has a very good chance of being the top raw point scorer on the slate. You know, like uh, hockey is a very strange sport in that capacity. Um, it's, but I think it's, 
it's more fun, I think, in terms of game theory and putting the puzzle pieces together, which you and I both love to do, right? Um, so, but yeah, that, that comment is definitely correct. Right. We don't have ownership out as of yet. Uh, but what games are you, because you mentioned that, okay, Philly highly owned. So what, you mentioned the Jets. So what other teams on this large slate are you looking to target more, at least for you? Yeah, so. Because understand, Tim, like I can't make assessments on under on over on without any ownership because I don't know what, like all I noticed was like, I think the Flyers are going to be very high. I like, I could, I think that was obvious. Like I look and I go, yeah. oh, they're facing the Sharks. Yeah, I think the Phil and the Chiefs. So like, I think they're going to be owned. But I, I don't, I go in and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure until I see the ownership, what people are really going to do. So like, right. what and, are and some I'm not, spots? I'm not, I'm not either, to be honest with you. But I have a very, very strong hunch that Colorado is going to be very highly owned. Like going high but they're end, expen- all- but they're expensive. Yeah, but you can go. But that's the thing, Blender. We just talked about all those cheap Philly guys. So you you can go high end Colorado. And then you can go cheapy Philly, you know. I, you know, it's like I think that's going to be a very, very popular way to go tonight. Like you can go, you can go McKinnon, Rantanen, who are the two top players on the Avs, and then you can go Morgan Frost for twenty nine hundred, who plays on the first power play unit on on Philly, right? Um, and then you could probably pair him with somebody else like Travis Sanheim. Well, quarterbacks the power play for uh the you know philadelphia um so it's that's gonna be a, a very very popular strategy in my opinion is it is it is the avalanche favored like this because the devils have a bunch of injuries yeah well colorado is one of the best teams in hockey but uh, right, I'm, lo- I'm looking at their lineup and i'm like where's jet where's hughes yeah, Hughes is out and Nico uh, Heischer is out. So both of their top centers are out. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to spell trouble for them. Uh, Colorado should win this game pretty easily. Uh, I don't know what the money line is, but I'd imagine it's pretty high. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so New Jersey's missing two of their top centers. So that's... Colorado is going to be in a really good spot. So, like you you mentioned, uh, Kale McCarr is like a top end defender. You're absolutely correct. One of, if not the best, offensive defenseman in all of hockey. He should be probably pretty popular. Um, so expensive. yeah, expensive, very expensive, seventy five hundred. He's expensive, but I mean that's that's he can easily pay off that price. How about Pittsburgh? I mean, isn't Pittsburgh in a good spot against Anaheim? You know, Anaheim is, I think, a little bit better. They're a lot better than they have been in the last couple of years. That's definitely true. Um, also, you know, playing playing on the road, it matters too. So, but yeah, I mean, I think Pittsburgh, especially if they're going to come in low owns, are is is completely fine. Um, I think, I think what I'm seeing right now is like I like Winnipeg quite a bit. I want to check out their prices because I think they kind of fall in that uh, mid-range type build. Like a lot of people want to spend up and then down, right? Stars and scrubs. Whereas I think Winnipeg is going to be in that mid-range. And I think a lot of people will stay away from them. I think they're in a really strong spot. 
Uh, I think they're going to be uh, relatively uh, low owned. Um, I think I think Tampa Bay might go a little overlooked. Um, I also think that there's some interest. I have some interest in Montreal too, um, just because Tampa Bay's got a real, real. Uh, they're missing the best goalie in the world. Tampa Bay is. Tampa Bay's not the uh, juggernaut that they once were. So I think Montreal might have some contrarian appeal um, for me in large field GPPs. And also, you, you can never go wrong playing a low-owned Kucherov. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Exactly. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I I come from, I mean, my attitude in, in any sport is that the low on players I want to play are the really good players in bad in in supposed bad matchups, or they just happen to be like the sixth best player because of other people because of price. So like in NBA, when like oh everyone's playing Giannis, well I'm going to play four percent on Embiid, right? Oh yeah. in baseball, everyone's playing you know the the this pitcher, and I'm playing like an, another great pitcher that just happens to be four percent on because he's a little overpriced and no one wants to because they're playing other people. So that's kind of what I look at. Uh, coming from the chat, we have a lot of people, Tim, here, that because there's no NBA today, mm-hmm. that are trying out NHL, maybe even for the first time, right? Jason Farm says, no NBA. I know nothing about NHL, but I'm playing some, so hopefully this video helps. And Mike B asks, does hockey have good one-offs, or is everything correlated? I lean no, towards... You, can, you I mean, can definitely do one-offs. Definitely. Uh, it, baseball, in terms of uh, excuse me, hockey in terms of construction, reminds me a lot of baseball. So I wouldn't want to do like a one-off of Nate McKinnon because he's going to be super chalk. But like, if you wanted to do a one-off of Kucherov because I don't think he's going to be that chalky, I think that's a way better play as a one-off. But just, also, just like, just like you want one-off Aaron Judge, right? You know. Like, you, but he's, you but he's chalky well. inside of a Yankee stack. Exactly. Yeah, but that's that's a game that's a game theory thing. I think this is more of a beginner's question of, like, you're not building a lineup, Tim, with like eight individual players from eight different teams. Right. 
right? right? You're still, you're primarily playing like three or four guys from two different teams in your line. Yeah. It's just that, what do you have as the, like a one-off in a four, three, one, or in a three, three, one, one like that, that would be the one-offs, but you're, you're not trying to make this on a 10 game slate going, can I find the 10, the eight top scorers and try to get like the exact, just like in baseball, you, you're, you're, you find the team that scores 12 runs and take five of them. You, and you're you probably going to do you well. Can't, you can't find the 10 home runs in baseball individually. Right. Right. You have, you have to make stacks. So anything else that people should know in general about this slate at hand? I know that we're going to have, uh, you know, content coming out today, right? We got, yeah, uh, you know, the yeah, expert yeah. survey. We got, I mean, we got people looking. It's not, it's not, you could use projections. Obviously I will, but you know, you guys do actual like written NHL content and stuff. Yeah, we got, know, expert survey. Premium we got an expert survey. We have the uh, slate summary by Taylor Ezel, who won the uh, 333 for 10K last night. Uh, he's super sharp DFS mind, super sharp in hockey. Um, we got Dane Forden. He's head of our projections. And you got to go to our Discord channel. Discord. <laughs> you have to go to Discord because there is news in hockey. And you have to be paying attention. It's not as big as basketball in terms of news, but it does happen. Like guys do get ruled out last second, and you have to be paying attention. Or figure out which goalkeeper is going to start. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times we might not know until thirty minutes before game time. So you can't just set your lineup and 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 leave. You know, like you have to you have to be paying attention to Discord. Right, and and our Discord for NHL is. You can even ask dumb questions. You see me in there sometimes. I I ask stupid questions. I, I I'm putting it in quotes because like you'll post something like, "Oh, uh, this team has changed their lines," and like my first question, like the second day, was like, "Is that does that get updated in lineup HQ?" Like, and and Dane goes, "Yeah, yeah, that that'll all. If you do the stacks, you don't have to worry about that." But there are right. sometimes where it's like in the middle of a slate where it's like the 9 p.m. game and the slate is already locked 30 minutes in, I get a message I see in the Discord, oh, the Canadians have moved this guy to the third line. And that, and then I look and I'm like, well, I have tons of Canadians, right? So yeah. I have to go into my lineups and go, do I want to move these guys so they are more correlated together? Like, that's the whole point of, do you have to? No, but I mean, knowing that information and even just add, like simply me asking, Oh, now that he's in the third line, do I should I move this guy into that? And the people that know hockey, there's obviously nuance in certain situations where you'll say, no, you don't have to do that because he's going to end up playing on this power play unit anyway. So yeah, he's, he may get one less minute on extra strength and he may be in this line, but you already have the two guys that he's most likely going to score with on the power play line anyway. So don't worry about this. That this isn't, this isn't a big deal for your lineups. It's like, okay, it's not a, I know all the hockey people in the Discord are looking at me going, look at the new guy here. Yeah, so, like, and, like, Dane and myself, uh, we're always in Discord. So if it's 9.45 on the East Coast and you're waiting for the 10 o'clock lines, we'll give them to you. Like, we'll be there, you know? So every single night, seven days a week. So don't don't be afraid to ask questions and, and hang out with us.
rotogrinders.com slash discord. You could join it right now. Go, go join the discord. Go get, uh, if you're a premium member, you get all the content, you get the projections, you get the ownership, you get everything. You get the statistical projections, right? Which you can yep. use for prop betting, which is the best kept secret. It is. It's the best kept secret. The, our NHL yeah. projections. Also free today. The fantasy pick'em tool for prize picks and underdog for NHL is free today. You don't even have to be a premium member. So you could go and you could have the, the projections compared to the lines that are up on like prize picks. And it'll basically show you that based on our projections, these are the win percentages for each of these props. And this is what, Tim, people don't believe me, Tim. I don't, how much do I know about hockey? Not, not, not a lot. Not a not not a lot. Uh, this is I'll show can I'll show the audience how how I make money in 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 hockey betting. Okay, you see these projections here. You see these tables here. Like I'm just gonna go, and I'll show you. Right, it'll be, be very interactive. I know I'm being a little bit patronizing, but that's fine. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to Matt Zuccarello. Less than two and a half shots on Prize Picks. We even have the 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 extension works. It'll show it'll overlay over there. So I'll go to Zuccarello, right? Under shots on goal, because based on our projections, right in this chart, the fantasy pick'em tool, under two and a half, less than two and a half, 62%, right? And in order to make a five pick on prize picks, you need to get props, you need to get projections that are 55% winners or better. And look, look how many of them we have here based on our projections. So I'll go to the top ones. Brent Burns under uh, less than three shots, right? So I'm going to put that in, Burns, right? I'm going to go Burns. This is based on our projections. Elias Lindholm, less than half an assist. Okay, I'm just going to take the top ones. Do I know who Elias Lindholm is? Not necessarily. I mean, I probably <laughs> rostered him at some point. Trevor Zegras, okay, I've, I've, I've taken him before more than two. Zegris, Zegris, whatever you pronounce on Anaheim, two. Right. And then I go, what's the next one? Kyle Connor, less than a half an assist. That's the next one. If we just go strictly by. So Connor, 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 less than half an assist, even though you like Winnipeg today. Right. So there's a, there's five. Now, based yeah. on our projections, this should be plus EV. So uh, yeah, I'm going to, there's, there's 30 bucks. I love it. Right. And yep. and you could, we even have a prop model very similar to this that will show that for the lines that are on DraftKings and FanDuel, BetMGM. And you know what I do, Tim? After my shows this in the morning, because I'll do one on my own stream on my YouTube channel. When that's done, I go, I, I grab probably a cup of coffee or a Red Bull or something, maybe some cereal. Right, something to eat. I got some McDonald's breakfast this yep. morning after voting. That sounds, just, that sounds like a healthy breakfast, Splendor. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I eat very healthy. Uh, <laughs> and I just go down the list, and I just bet them all. And yeah. then I stop, and then I wake up in the morning, and I have more money typically when I wake up. <laughs> the the prop model on scores and odds for hockey has been just straight fire. It's been incredible uh, for the last like two seasons. So it's it's been pretty amazing, right? But people don't believe me, Tim. People think that they they'll DM me. They go, "Do you have 
uh, are there certain things you don't? What time? Whatever. It's like, dude, look at what I just did. I just went to the, yeah, okay, and here's here's five to get on prize picks. Right. And you go. To, I'll I'll take all if whatever the line the numbers are that are plus EV on all of these. Yep. Right. I can go to the prop model. It'll show you all of them. It'll show you where to bet them. And just like, there's there's no analysis. I don't have to know who Troy Terry is. I don't have to even know who Troy Terry. Who's Troy Terry? <laughs> He's on Anaheim, right? Yeah. See, I got it. See, I'm learning the players, Tim. I'm learning it. Nicholas Ball, uh, Lightning. Yeah, he's a center for the. He's a cheap center. Tate he Thompson, is. the uh, Sabers. Yeah, Malkins on the Penguins. Uh, yep. Jake Gunsel's on the Penguins. Uh, no, he's on the Bruins. No, Gunsel's on the Penguins. Penguins. Okay, Ryan Hartman. He's on the Wild. Yep. Braden Paul, Point, Lightning. Yep. I don't know who Jared McCann is. Uh, Kraken. Ah, okay. You don't yeah. need to know who you don't need to know who he is, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you see, I want to just highlight the point of like, look, I barely know who's on what team, right? Yet I'm already up like what? It's been like three weeks into the season. I'm already up like two thousand dollars betting on props. And remember, right. I'm betting like I'm not. I'm betting like twenty, thirty bucks like a prop, right? Right. right. It's not like I'm like oh five hundred bucks or whatever. Like no, I'm up right two grand. Just like oh, give me the prop model. Like tonight, I may I may end up with like maybe fifty or sixty hockey bets. Yeah, that that's that's amazing. And then if I get like a ten percent return, and I I'm betting like two grand in volume, on average, I I wake up in the morning with like another two hundred bucks in my pocket. Yeah. So the the prop model this year in NHL is eighty eighty four and forty. Don't tell people, Tim. Don't keep it to ourselves. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm for an O blunder. Oh, because you just start because where you are, you just you just recently got. Yeah. What what yep. books are available to you? Uh, DraftKings and uh, Caesars. Okay, well, Caesars, you're gonna hockey's not gonna matter for you on Caesars. Yeah. But DraftKings, as long as you have DraftKings for hockey, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. Fan, fan, yeah. Fandle's, Fandle's numbers tend to... Fandle doesn't put up much stuff, and their numbers mm -hmm. are, are way worse than DraftKings. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, Caesars typically doesn't have anything. Like, Caesars literally won't even have NHL props. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they do, they, it'll be way worse. Now. Caesars typically has the worst on market of anything, on any sport, practically. You'll, right. you'll find exceptions once in a blue moon, but in general. And then uh, BetMGM will be the other one that, like, if you're betting hockey props, I would say 80% of my props have been bet on for hockey on DraftKings. Maybe, like, 10 to 12% on BetMGM and, like, 5% on Bet365. And Bet365 is only available in, like, seven states. So I don't, you probably don't even have the availability for Bet365. Uh, right. But Bet365 is great for NFL props. Like, 80% mm -hmm. of my NFL props or on bet 365. They were great. So they were great. They were great for home run props. Bet 365. Yes. They were so much higher than any other book. But you'll find that NHL for FanDuel, you're not going to find much. NH now FanDuel when it comes to college football props. Don't tell anyone, Tim, but our college football projections are doing really well. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything, anything else that uh, you, any tips or tricks or anything that to tell people 
especially people watching today. They've been playing NBA DFS, NFL DFS. There's nothing going on today, really. They're degenerates. That we have 100k to first, you know, 50k to first. We got big, big prize pools in, in NHL for this 10 game slate. Some general like thoughts on like if this is your first time playing NHL DFS, what to do, what not to do, and have fun. Yeah, try to tell tell yourself a story of how your lineup's going to win, right? It's kind of like stacking in baseball, you know. Um, it's like, uh, and also I would say don't one-off chalky players. or more one-off contrarian players. Um, so that's very similar to baseball. I would really think about how you play baseball. And then I would also pay attention to ownership when it comes to goalie because goalie is a is a variance fest so even if you see like the most expensive goalie is projected for the most points it's going to be by like a point and if that person is going to be chalky boy i don't know normally i i I like to go for somebody who's lower owned and, and cheaper and you could make all your lineups in lineup hq if you're a premium member here at Roto Grinders, click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month. I build like I just click three three. You could build right three three hundred percent. Right. I like pairing at least one of my defensemen with each stack line, right? Yep. To get you know yep. one and then I go through and I go, okay, am I am I playing Montreal? I, I basically click click off and I go, okay, what teams am I playing? Ding 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 ding. I said it, you know, set I typically make a lot more if I'm making 30 lineups today, I'll make 300 in here. And mm-hmm. I'll go through and I'll select the 30 that I want. But I'm, I mean, maybe I don't make a Kraken or a, maybe I don't make a, an Anaheim line. Maybe I don't have a Devils. Maybe I don't click on them at all. Or maybe I make a little bit of everything and then I see which ones I want to play and compare that versus ownership and uh, pick out the 30 that I want from my three. Yeah. And I, think I, and I think I would exclude fourth liners also, make that a rule. A lot of times you don't get a lot of times you don't even get them anyway. Okay. Okay. And but but yeah. typically when I'm making 300, mm-hmm. if I find something with fourth liners in it, I just I just I don't choose that lineup, right? Because I made I'm I'm choosing 30 out of 300. So like 90% of the lineups I'm throwing out anyway. Right. But it's just an easy way to like let me put all the configurations together and then let me go through and peruse, right? And I'll go and go, okay, I'll play a I don't want to play a Philly. Colorado lineup. So I'll, I'll sort by Philly stacks and go, let me pick one that is in Colorado. And then I'll go to Colorado and pick one that is in Philly, right? And just, you'll find some that stick together. Obviously, you could set up groups and stuff to prevent that type of stuff. But if, if this is your first time playing, if you're new to this, like just build a whole bunch of lineups and lineup HQ and then just go yeah. through and pick one. Okay, this one seems this one seems pretty good. So take it and save the ones that you want and there you go. I'm very, I'm very curious to see where Philly comes in with ownership. I'm really like, I would really want to see like how much people actually, you know, play them. Um, and then what? Because... They'll be thirty plus percent owned, and Tim, they're going to score ten goals. Right, right. I've been, I've been on them the last two games and done quite well, but like now I'm worried that I should get off of them. You know, because ownership's going to be inflated so much. Well, you only uh, play one lineup, though. I do. I do. Right. So that so you when when you have a hundred percent of someone, it's because you're only playing one line. It's not like right. me. I'm playing thirty lineups. 
Right. I can still play the fly. I mean, I can still have five. I still will have some. Yes. Right. You have to make but the it, decision of do I play a Phillies lineup at all? Right. But but you still have to make the decision of do I want to be over or under? You know, like you still have, you know, over the field or under the field. You know, that's still a decision that you have to make making 30 lineups. Right. I don't know. Let's see what the ownership. I'll have to wait until the ownership projections come in. Yeah. Get a sense. So, Tim, people could find you. I know you don't tweet that often, but I think people could find you more often in the Roto Grinders Discord and the hockey chat. You can, yeah, any, any, pretty much anywhere in the Discord. Uh, definitely in NHL Discord. I'm always around. So definitely tasteful tides, right? Tasteful tides. People tag. Tasteful you. tides. Yep. Tasteful yep. tides. And you can find me on Twitter at Blender HD in the Discord as well. I have my own channel, Blender's Game Theory. So if you want to talk to me anytime, that's the place to go. Uh, we, I, we don't, we got no grinders live. There's no NBA today, right? It's election day. Go out and vote, right? Go out and vote and then play. We got Champions League soccer. We do have soccer projections here. So if you want to play the 3 p.m. Eastern Champions League slate, come. The, the lineups will come in at like 2 o'clock in the, in the afternoon Eastern. You go to the soccer channel. Obviously, all the projections will get updated, and you can, play, you can ask me questions about soccer if you want. So join I'm gonna, us there. I'm going to play that today just because you're playing hockey. I'm going to play soccer. Right. Okay, you're going to play soccer? Okay, yeah. let, let, me get, let me give you a, a, a rundown of what, what the soccer slate is. Uh, okay. Your Man City and Atletico Madrid, like essentially, essentially your lineup may, if you, the chalkiest lineup is going to have like five Man City players in it, especially if Holland doesn't start. Okay, because Man City are the biggest favorite, but Atletico Madrid is a big favorite. Porto's a big favorite. Like you're, you're probably playing, you know, a, a Julian Alvarez uh, and the Mateus Nunez lineup with with uh, David Rom of of Leipzig in the defender spot at sixty eight hundred. Like you'll see, you'll see it's, you're playing a soccer slate that, that is, that is like the, the big team versus minnow type of slate where like very similar to the San Jose Sharks. Like there may be like one team that scores six goals. Right. Everyone knows what that team is or what those two teams are. And if you could find the goals in these other games that are closer, that have lower totals, like they're going to be like 5% owned because everyone else is going to be like. Do we do ownership for Champions League? Yes, but it's so it's so dynamic. Don't I I I don't like speaking bad about like our stuff, but picture trying to do NBA ownership projections between six and seven when 14 pieces of news. Like that's essentially what soccer lineups when they come like, dude, you could do that if you could predict the exact elevens of all the teams, but these teams are playing midweek and you'll You'll just notice that oh, they rotated fullbacks. So they were, and this fullback DraftKings mispriced at twenty seven hundred instead of five thousand. So let me yeah. tell you, he's going to be really chalky, even though the the it says right now he's only two percent owned. It's like no, he's going to be like thirty two percent owned, right? And that's going to so affect all so the ownership edge, and everything else. Your edge in soccer is a lot like your edge in basketball. It's like last minute stuff, last yes. minute adjustments. Okay, right, adjusting oh, for last minute. Oh. I'm dead money then. <laughs> I'm the definitely, definitely. Will update based on that, but there's still a lot of nuance. It, a mean right. projection in soccer. I mean, two people could have the same mean, and one like you. Oh, these both these guys project for eight. And it's like, yeah, one guy scores about six to eight like every game, and this mm. other guy scores either two or thirty. 
So it's yeah. like, yeah, they're both eight means, but they 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 play different positions. Like I don't see this guy, this defensive midfielder, like scoring two goals today. Like he scored two goals in the past four years. He'll get you a bunch of tackles. One will get you, but like if you're looking for a goal at that price, but you want to play that forty eight hundred dollar guy that's that may come. His mean is lower because. All he does is touch the ball last. So either he's going to score on one shot or two shots. And then also he doesn't play 90 minutes. So he's probably going to come off at like the 62nd minute. So you better get right. that goal early for that price. So it's like, those are the things that you don't see in the actual, like the numbers, but you can't really go wrong. If you just played based on our soccer projections, you're not going to make bad lineups, but you're, you right. may not make the most sensible, like kind of logical ish. You know, I'm going to look at some of those lineups and go, this really doesn't make that much sense, right? right. You'd much you rather tell, play this guy with that guy. You got to tell yourself a story, right? Just like I said, yes. hockey. right? Yes, you got to yeah. tell yourself a, got to tell yourself a story. Yeah. Okay, let's get out of here. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. We'll do an NFL Week Ten preview tomorrow. But have fun playing NHL DFS tonight. I I will be. Let's uh, someone, someone in the Discord, someone that's watching, hopefully me winning a hundred thousand, more likely, hopefully me. Uh, out of if, if it's not me, it should be someone else that's that's out there listening. But uh, but good luck, and I will be back tomorrow as always, weekdays, eleven o'clock in the morning, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. <laughs>